Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. Hi, my name is Ella Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with, with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the Direct Response Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Ryan Mickler of orderofman.com, the Order of Man podcast, the Iron Council, and some other awesome places. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. Seth, what's up, brother? Thanks for having me on the show, man. I'm excited to talk with you today. Awesome. Let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, Where'd you grow up? I grew up in California, and then I moved to a small town in southern Utah when I was 14 years old. So it was a big shell shock. The, uh, The school that I would have went to in California had more kids in the school than the entire population of the town I actually moved to. So it was a big shell shock, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Wow. Um, yeah. So <laughs> what was the what was your teenagerhood in Utah like then? Yeah, it was uh, a lot of sports. I stayed pretty active in sports with some buddies there, and uh, that occupied most of my time. So between sports and chasing around girls, I think we, uh, we consumed much of our time doing those two things. <laughs> Not a whole lot other than that. Awesome. Uh, what did your parents do? Uh, my mom stayed at home most of the time with us. My, I had a couple of different stepfathers come into my life, which is actually part of the genesis of, of Order of Man and what I've started. Uh, my stepfather, when I moved to southern Utah, was a private investigator. So he would work out of California. He would investigate workers' comp fraud, and then he would go down there for a week, and then he'd come back home for three weeks. And so it was a, kind of an interesting childhood. That sounds interesting. How did yeah. you get started um, in business? Uh, let's see. That is a good question. You know, I, I was in Iraq. I served in the military in Iraq in Thank 2005. You. Thank you. My honor. Uh, in 2005 and 2006, I was in retail prior to my service, and my wife and I decided that we didn't get want, want to get back into retail uh, because of the nights and the weekends and the holidays, and we wanted to settle down. We didn't want to travel around anymore. So I didn't have a job coming back out of the military, and I took a two-week leave from Iraq and I came home. This was probably maybe eight or nine months into my deployment and I came back and we had met with a financial advisor because we had managed to save some money. She lived with her mother at the time while I was overseas, her mother and father, and we didn't have to pay any taxes, which was one of the few perks that we had available if we were serving overseas. 
And so I didn't know what to do with my money. So uh, I, I uh, came back, met with a financial advisor. He said he was hiring. He's looking for two guys at the time. So I took all of my study materials back to Iraq with me. Studied those. Long story short, came back, took the exams, worked with a company for about six, five, six years, and then started my own financial planning firm when I realized that what they were giving me was less than what I was giving to them in the form of splitting my compensation. And that's when I decided to, to make the break and, and get out on my own. That is awesome. We have, a, you know, I started as a retail financial advisor as well, worked for a Fortune 500 financial services company for five years before striking it out on my own as well. How yes. did you get from fi retail financial advisor to order of man? Yeah, that's a weird leap, right? Kind of a strange, <laughs> kind of a strange thing. You know, I've always had this thought of self-improvement, self-development. Uh, the biggest thing for me was as I got married and I started to have kids, I was I did not have this thing thing figured out. I alluded to the fact that I had some different stepfathers come into my life. My dad, unfortunately, was out of the picture by the time I was three years old. I had a stepfather coming to my life who was an alcoholic, never abusive, but just not really present. I remember glimpses of presence, but just not really all that present. And then I had another stepfather coming to my life who, who was verbally and emotionally abusive. And unfortunately, I just didn't have this, this role model, this example of what it meant to be a man. And so as I started to have kids, I was a real jerk. I mean, I didn't have this thing figured out at all. And I almost lost my marriage. I almost walked away from my wife at the time and, and, and my son, and I realized that I needed to figure something out. So I went on this journey of self-discovery and self-exploration. What does it mean to be a man? How can I be a good husband? How can I be a good father? How can I be a good community leader and a business owner? And that was the start of Order of Man. It was really kind of selfish, I guess, for lack of a better term. It was me trying to figure things out. And as I had these discussions and conversations with some other men, they were having the same issues, and that's why we just started, decided to start Order of Man. Wow. So you started Order of Man how long ago? I think, let's see, we are going on 14 months. So it was April of 2015. So 14 months now, 14, 15 months. All right. right there. 14 months. How did you got, and how did you get from, talk a little bit about the journey between and the evolution of when you started, I mean, was it one guy and a mic um, and to where you've gotten now in terms of the following you've been able to build and the difference you're causing in people's lives? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. When I started, I decided I want to do a podcast. I was doing a podcast for some financial planning. It was called Wealth Anatomy, and I got 20 shows or so in, and I realized I didn't want to have this discussion anymore, but I love the medium of podcasting, just like you. It's an incredible medium. It's an opportunity to connect with millions of people around the world, and so I launched in April again of 2015 with a podcast and a blog and a couple of interviews, some guys that I had felt like hey, they had a good story that, that we should share. So that's what I did. Not soon, not too too long afterwards, I started a Facebook group. I think we've got oh, just under maybe 5,000 men in the Facebook group at this point. And uh, then I know that there was a few guys who said to me, Ryan, we want something deeper. We, we love the connection. We love the conversations. We like having this conversation, but we won't want to turn it into action. And I've seen a lot of sites out there who have great information on anywhere from being a man or being a woman or whatever that site might be. But how do you now take this and apply it in your life? And that's why we created a, a mastermind group, which you alluded to earlier, the Iron Council, which now has 100 guys in there that are really taking the next step of implementing the advice and the things that we're talking about in their lives to better their lives. So it's been a really cool ride in just a short period of time, 14 months, you know, and, and it's been exciting to see and the connections we're making and the progress that the guys in who are following us 
person listening in or having in their own lives. That is awesome. What do you uh, attribute your success to over these 14 months? Because you've come so far so fast. Yeah, it's it's just consistency. I mean, that's really what it is. I guess there's two things. It's consistently taking action. So consistency and action. I think that there are so many people out there who have a great idea or just an idea in general. I've never met anybody, man, woman, doesn't matter, who did not have an idea or a vision for what their future should look like. And what I have noticed, though, is that the amount of people that are willing to take action upon those ideas is even fewer than that. And the ones that are actually willing to do it consistently, and when I say consistently, I'm talking about doing something, taking some kind of action every single day, every single hour, every single minute. For me, it's been for the last 14 months. And because I had been very disciplined in doing those two things, we're seeing expectations exponential growth, and it will continue to grow exponentially as, as we continue to learn new things and be consistent in the actions we're taking. That is awesome. What do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? Wow. Okay. So this one might, this one's, this one may throw me for a curve ball. I, you know, I'm still learning. I feel like I'm still learning. I don't have it all figured out. So it's difficult for me to say, oh, this is what I know because I don't. I, every day I realize how much I don't know, and there's always something new to be learned. Um, I would probably go back to starting and launching, get whether that's getting products out or putting information out before you're ready. I sat on this idea for a very long time because I didn't feel like I had the, the, the information or the knowledge to actually make this work correctly. And what I'm realizing is you don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to have it figured out enough to launch and then you can learn along the way. So I feel like if maybe I would have launched six months or even 10 or 12 months earlier, I can't imagine, you know, I'd be that much further down the track. And so trying to eliminate and remove some of the, uh, the perfectionist type things that we fall into as human beings, I think is a real advantage if you can just learn to, to, to get out there and get your stuff out there into the world. Absolutely. What do you like best about your business now? Oh, it's the flexibility. You know, I just, I, I, right before our interview, I literally went up, I had lunch with my family. I've got four kids and my wife and we sat down for lunch. I was able to sit down for 30, 40 minutes and do that. So that's a huge advantage that I have that I know a lot of people out there don't have. So the, the flexibility of if I need to take a morning off or I need to schedule a podcast interview later in the evening because I took an afternoon off, I can do that. That's really powerful. So that's the internal motivating factor for me is that I really spend a lot of time with my family and, and the people that, I, that are important in my life. Now, the external factor is that every single day I get messages from men literally across the planet, whether that's here stateside or whether that's in Australia or, or South Korea. I mean, you name it. We have men all over the planet who are emailing me saying things like, your message really resonates with me. I had a gentleman I met at a conference just last week. Him and his wife came up to me and said that they were able to save their marriage partly because of some of the information I shared about my personal struggles with my marriage and how that helped them in their life. So that's very satisfying and very rewarding for me, and I know we're making a huge impact in the lives of the men that are, are tuning in. That is absolutely incredible. What is the best advice you've ever gotten? Uh, just do it, I guess. <laughs> That's what I would say. I, I go back to that action. I mean, this is, a, this is something that I just, I don't know if it's, I've been blessed with this or I just took this advice to heart, but again, it stopped thinking so much about everything 
and start taking action. The ones that actually do are the ones that really change the world, not the ones that just think about changing the world. Absolutely. What do you think – what are some of the challenges that the men that you are serving are struggling with that you're able to help so effectively? Yeah, you know, the biggest one. So what I do, every time I, somebody signs up for our newsletter, on the, our emails on the, uh, the website, I ask them the question, what is the biggest thing? What's the number one thing that you're struggling with right now? And overwhelmingly, the response are two things. Number one, confidence. So a lot of guys are having confidence issues in whether that's their relationships or their business or just self-confidence, some area of self-confidence. The secondary thing of that is the discipline. So they just don't feel like they're able to consistently take the actions that they already know they should be doing. So what's interesting is that discipline and taking action, the result of that is more confidence. So if we can help guys take action, we can help them implement the ideas and the strategies and the insights that they already know. Like I'm not teaching anything here that they don't already know. My job is to help them take it from knowledge to action. And when you start doing that, that's when you increase your confidence and it gives you the ability because you have that confidence to take more action and it's a cycle that just perpetuates itself. But those are the two things I hear and see the most that guys are struggling with. That makes a lot of sense. And how are... Uh, I'll, I'll ask the capitalist question. How yeah. are you monetizing the podcast and your audience? Yeah, so at this point, we've done a little bit of the podcast sponsorships. Not a whole. Do you do that on your show, Seth? You, you, you've got sponsors. Um, we do, but it isn't our primary method of okay. monetization. Yeah, yeah. So we don't. We've done that a little bit, not much. But outside of that, our biggest source of revenue is the mastermind group, the 100 guys roughly that I told you I had. Uh, they're paying on a monthly basis to be part of this mastermind group. So that's a big generator of revenue. And then in, in addition to that, I do some speaking as well that generates some, some revenue here and there. It's not nearly as consistent as the mastermind group is, but that's how we're able to monetize and how I've been able to step away from, for the most part, the financial planning practice and really get and delve deep into order of man and what we're doing here full time now. That is awesome. And in terms of the mastermind group, is that virtual? Is it physical? Is it both? It's virtual. Uh, I will say that a week and a half ago, as of this recording, I don't know when this is going to be launched, but I, uh, I did have the opportunity to participate in a 60-hour endurance event in Vermont. And I invited 10, but only six other guys from the Iron Council came and actually participated in that with me. So we are trying to work to bring a little bit more of the personal touch by getting guys together. And I'm going to be doing this probably twice a year where members of the Iron Council, the mastermind group, will actually have the opportunity to get together physically and learn from each other, connect with each other, and, and build and develop the relationship. But as of right now, it's virtual. It's all done virtually. Awesome. With all that is constantly, you know, with we, what we as men are getting bombarded with every day and the constant change and keeping up with everything, whether it's our family or our business or our, our life, you know, how do you stay on top of all of that? 
Well, I think a big part of it is boundaries, and I think this is something a lot of guys have struggles with, and, and we talk about wearing different hats like, oh, I'm wearing my father hat, or I'm wearing my husband hat, or I'm wearing my business owner hat, but the reality is a lot of people actually allow some of those things to spill over into other areas, and I think for men, a lot of the times, we allow our businesses to spill over into our personal time and specifically our family time, the time reserved and set aside for our wives or for our children, and this is a big problem. Obviously, it places a lot of stress on the relationship, but then it also places a lot of stress on you and the business. And so I think you've really got to find a way to create boundaries and not allow work to spill over, not allow the relationships to get in the way of work. And I, I'm very clear and I set clear expectations with my children. I work at home and they know, okay, dad's in his office. That means he's working. But the other side of it is that I need to be home and be present with them when I say because they're agreeing to let me do my work in that time. So it's about efficiency and creating boundaries and then really sticking to those things, eliminating any distractions that keep you from doing that. The cell phone, for example, is a huge, huge problem, and it's uh, something that I constantly am dealing with. But if I can just turn that little device off, that boundary alone, that little move right there makes a world of difference for me. Absolutely. I know that you are a voracious learner. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have the most impact on your work? So right now, the, I'm on a big Extreme Ownership Kick by Jocko Willink. I don't know if you've read that book, but that's an incredible book about taking personal accountability and responsibility for your own life, eliminating excuses, cutting out the BS, and really getting down to the bottom line of the, the way that you're, where you're finding yourself right now is a direct reflection upon you and the actions that you have taken, not anybody else. So that's a big one. Uh, I really like another book by another Navy SEAL called Resilience, Eric Greitens' Resilience, and it talks about overcoming obstacles and hardships and heartache and all the things that everybody in, on this planet needs to deal with on a daily basis. How do we overcome those things? How do we get tough? Uh, how do we be resilient? And then the third, you said three, right? I said three. Three. The third one I would probably suggest is Grit. This is by – I think her name is Angela Duckworth. I may have got that wrong. But uh, she writes a book about res uh, resiliency but also grit. Like what does it take to be tough? What does that even mean? How do you build up grit in your own life to, again, overcome a lot of the, the hurdles and the obstacles? And that actually – that book right there actually helped me a lot when it comes to – uh, that Spartan, that 60-hour Spartan Agogi I participated in, there was a lot of good insight and research there that helped me through that event. So those are the three I'd pick right right now. But next week, it'll be different, though. So <laughs> <laughs> Of course, because you're always learning. Great <laughs> recommendation. Right. So what podcast do you listen to? Oh, wow. I listen, I, I listen to a lot. Obviously, I listen to a lot of like men's type podcasts, sales type podcasts, internet marketing podcasts. Uh, Art, Art of Charm is one I listen to a lot. Art of Manliness. Uh, Self-Made Man is another one. Um, those are Jocko Willing's podcast, Jocko Podcast, Tim Ferriss. All the good ones are the ones you know that I listen to. So, <laughs> but it's not like one that I, that I listen to over and over again, and that's it. It's like I try to spread it out because I'm getting a lot of ideas and insights about how you might run your show or this person might run his show, and I can incorporate those in what I'm doing in, in my own show. Absolutely. For your, your listeners, what is, is there anyone on your bucket list that you would love to get on your show? Yeah. Oh, I've got, I've got a huge, huge bucket list. I think right now, like Mike Rowe is probably the guy I want to have on the most. I think he would be an excellent addition. 
Uh, Grant Cardone is another one that I've reached out to that I am working hard to get him on the show. That's just a matter of time. It's going to happen. Um, but those are two right off the hand that I think would be excellent additions to our lineup of uh, interviewees for our show. Awesome. And for our listeners who are resonating uh, with what you're saying, who want to learn more about Order of Man and all things Ryan, what is the best place for them to go? Yeah, if you go to orderofman.com, that's our home base. So you can find everything there. You can find the Iron Council. Another platform that we use a lot is our Facebook group. It's our closed Facebook group. So if you want to go to facebook.com slash groups slash order of man, that's just for men. And we're having literally thousands and thousands of discussions on what does it mean to be a man from self-defense and building a relationship to overcoming divorce and getting in better shape. Uh, we're having those discussions there. So those are two great resources to really tap into Order of Man and, and get a feel for what it is we're doing to see if it's something that is even resonating with you. Awesome. What else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Wow. Let's see. Um, I, you know, the, my favorite questions you asked is, is, is what's the most valuable lesson? And I, and I always come back to that. It's just take action, guys. Just take action. Do something. You already know what to do. And here's what I see a lot of people do. They'll ask you for advice, Seth, for example, and they'll get your advice and they'll sit on it for, for a minute. And then they'll ask me the same question. And then they'll ask John next door the same question. And then they'll ask Sally the next, same question. And I think they're looking for the magic bullet, kind of, but I also think they're looking for an excuse not to get started. Because if you say something that is different than what I might say, then they have this excuse of, well, which is really best? I don't know. I've got to research it more. And in all reality, you just got to take action. You just got to take whatever it is that you already know what to do and start implementing it. You can learn the rest along the way. But nobody's ever going to change. Your life is not going to change. And the people you want to impact, their lives are not going to change unless you take that first step. Awesome, fascinating interview. I've got tons of notes. I'm sure our listeners do too. We will send them to orderofman.com. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Seth, I appreciate it, brother. Thanks a lot, man. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>